0: I'm Trish
1: and I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. On this episode of the podcast, we are continuing to talk about deconstruction and what that is. So if you if you listen to last week, we we did touch on quite a bit, uh, but we were trying to give you a little bit of an introduction as we continue to talk about it this time. And then I think what we'll end up doing is on the next episode talk about where do you go from deconstruction? So when you uh, reconstruct, right? Uh, so and we may touch on that on this one as well, but we're gonna see where this goes. We, we do have a lot to, to get through. So I know when we touched on it last time, I gave some examples of me being in a band and other uh, guys that I knew that were quote unquote in Christian bands, you know, they grew up and grew out of the faith and they just kind of ripped apart what they believed in and they no longer believe that. So we want to continue talking about that, but also talking about what it really is to deconstruct, not just the ripping away part of, "nope, I don't believe that anymore.
0: The word we used last week was demolishing of your faith versus actually the, the framework of your faith is still there and the foundation of your faith is still there. It's just maybe your faith wasn't assembled correctly. And the Bible says in Psalms 127, unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain. And I think about how much of our faith has been built upon not the Lord, you know, when we... I can think of times in my life where I've had an idea or a thought that was put there either by myself or maybe by somebody else that wasn't founded really in who the Lord is and who the creator of the whole universe actually is. But it was more just an idea thought up of man and how when we kind of start to assemble our faith in a way that isn't necessarily scripturally accurate, we can have a really decrepit looking faith a really decrepit looking structure of a house right thinking of the the parable about the foundation that a building is built upon it's out of matthew 7 verse starting in verse 24 so when we're talking deconstruction it's not the demolishing it's not the foolish person building the house on the sand it's definitely the the wise person who built his house upon the firm foundation and we might talk a little bit about the foolishness of building your house upon the sand too, but um, just the importance of having a faith that has been rooted in christ
1: so the the term deconstruction again we're we're using that term because that is what is more of the the hot button term of uh our day and age and but in all reality, it's been around i mean as long as Christianity has been around it it's it's something that people have to realize it's not a necessarily a bad thing right there's like we said not just demolishing but actually taking this is what i've been taught and what i believe these are the questions i have and holding those questions to god's word you know not just holding on with a tight grip to this is what my pastor I grew up with said so this is this is what it is no it's okay to question what you've been taught because you do need to test that yourself to God's word which I think we've talked about before in essence so when we talked about uh building your faith and where you know where are you are you grounded in your faith right but the what we're getting at with with deconstruction I think because it's a hot Hot topic, honestly, right now again, going back in time, you could look at before the Bible was translated and published and distributed and all that, right well, anybody who was listening to you know a sermon right you're they were taking whoever was preaching's word that this was the Bible, the word of God, right and eventually they had to they had so many questions that you know guess what? The Bible got translated and printed and published and distributed. And you have in certain countries now still where it's illegal to own a Bible, right? And because people question what they're being told. And I think about even in more recent times where people, this might be another podcast up for debate, but you... I I would say in Trisha and I both growing up in the church where we both heard about uh, the rapture, right? The, the, not just the second coming of Christ, but the rapture. Well, where is the rapture in the Bible?
0: Just to clarify, I didn't really know about the rapture until I was well into my teenage years. Sure. I didn't hear Honestly, I probably first heard about the rapture from the left behind series
1: which I mean, the Left Behind series, honestly, it was a big, I'd say, for me too. Is like that's when I started to like, oh, the Rapture, and you, and you hear about that, and it's like, is it the, what's what's true? Do I really believe that or not? I I personally believe that the second coming of Christ is what the Bible says he's going to come like a thief in the night, and we really don't know what's going to happen. Was the Book of Revelation a prophecy or was it a dream
0: and so what you're saying Thaddeus is that people have deconstructed their faith over this or over which yes probably but also over the divisiveness of this yeah is that I would, kind of where you're going with that I
1: would say it's that's a topic where you've seen people have been taught it in churches and that it could be a piece where someone's like that's total totally bogus you know, I don't believe that and I'm questioning that and whatever else you're teaching, I'm, you know, I'm done with that. And they've totally walked away or they've questioned it and maybe have had a healthy conversation with whoever was teaching it and they've stayed there or they've questioned it, have walked out of that church and have found a different church. You know, there's there's those different things that have happened and I'm speaking generally. I'm not speaking for me personally there. But that's just an example of something that's a topic that's like, well, you should probably question that, right? Mm -hmm. You could question a lot of things that a lot of churches do, right? And so if you grew up in a church and they're teaching you one thing after another and you just believe it, believe it, believe it, and you never totally are testing it yourself, well, where is your faith grounded, right? Where is it built? What's your foundation? And how did you get there? At that point, do you really believe that or are you just like, I was taught this, so
0: this is what it is? The thing is with some of these hot topic issues that you're talking about, like um, end times, just the other day I had somebody ask me, you know, what is my stance on end times? What do I think about it? And. This issue can be a divisive issue. There are several issues in the body of Christ. I would say they're not primary foundational issues to our salvation. I would say that they're more secondary issues in our faith, and that would be one of them. If a church preaches rapture or not rapture, I'm not going to necessarily say that they're not biblically founded, or if they allow women in ministry or don't allow women in ministry, or... If they...
1: Well, I think of it this way. I think, personally, being a Christian is having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you aren't having that, and your only relation to being a Christian is going to church and believing what you're being taught at that church, are you truly a Christian, right? Without having that personal relationship with Christ. And if you don't have that personal relationship with Christ, and you're only taking what uh someone else is telling you where is your faith and that's right. where you so
0: that would for you would be a primary issue of your faith that would be you are saved through f- your own faith alone and, and to you that is an important issue if you're going to call yourself a believer you need to make sure that you have that faith personally right right like, and i think Roman that's says go ahead if you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. It's not that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you're saved. It's if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you're saved. So I I agree with you that is a, a that is a black and white issue. If you're if you're going to go to a church, they have to have that as like a foundational belief is that salvation is through faith alone.
1: Right. Faith. It's not through the pastor. Right. Right. And I think what happens a lot when we talk when we're talking about deconstruction and again we're trying to tell you what deconstruction is versus demolishing right deconstructing to build something back up versus just demolishing it and not stepping foot in again which you know some people do that and down the road they may come back right not saying that's never a possibility but what I think happens a lot of times is you do have people that they're their faith has totally just been because of the church and not because of their relationship with Christ. And so when they all of a sudden see something later on in life and they're like, "Oh," and they actually read the Bible and they see like, wait, I thought Jesus taught people to love. Why aren't we, you know, why aren't we um, sending missionaries to these countries that need our help and support. Why why aren't we investing back into the community? Why why does it seem like our church gets all these people and all this money and we're not they're not doing anything with it, right? And people see that and then they start to ask questions.
0: Right, instead of asking questions about people's character or the leadership, they almost start to question God. And I would say for me personally, I've had that struggle. I can think of two Major times in my life where I found out just how much my faith was built upon people around me. Because when that person had let me down, my faith was rocked to the core. And they were both in different, very different stages of my life one as a youth and one as an adult where I was let down. And I really struggled and questioned my faith. And the problem with that and what the Lord taught me is that I had an idol of man. And I'd put man in a position of where only God should ever be. And so when we examine our own faith or we're we talk to others who are examining their faith through that filter of I've been hurt by the church, which we all have been, <laughs> are you breathing? Yeah. Well you've probably been hurt by a Christian, right? Cause Christians are sinful. We fall short of God's glory all the time, but we're going to, and I can say I have let people down and honestly, personally have probably caused people to walk away from faith. And that is a really hard thing to admit out loud, but it's true. I've, I've been far from perfect in my leadership skills. I'm sure I've called somebody out on something and they've not appreciated it. And I probably did not do it in the best of manner. And then the repercussions are that maybe their faith wasn't founded and rooted in Christ, but it was founded and rooted in maybe a relationship we had, which was unfortunate. And like I said, I myself have had that misplaced idol too, where I've allowed my faith to be founded on somebody rather than only God, you know? And so I can't, I'm not pointing fingers, I'm just picking apart this issue of deconstruction. I think a lot of what it is rooted in is when we have a misplaced God, we instead of having a big G, we have a little G. God, and and it's finding God, who the big G God is, the God of the universe, to be our the only person we need affirmation from, to be the only person we get our identity from, to be all that our heart is chasing after. And for me, when I I'm gonna say when I was an adult and I I was rocked to the core in my faith. And Thaddeus remembers that. Well, he didn't know me the other time. Well. You did. I guess you did. Because when I met Thaddeus, I was kind of struggling with my faith a little bit too. And he actually helped me with some big thoughts I had and questions I had about God. He, he said, that's the whole point of God to be like, Trish, you, you're you not going to fully understand God. And anyways, but then as an adult, I was rocked to the core in my faith. And I, I was like, okay, God, I, I believe in you, but I don't know if I believe in church I don't know if I what I believe about this and this and this that I understand the Bible to be and I felt like I was ready to kind of just walk away and what I know the Holy Spirit put in my heart was instead of walking away to dive deeper and to press in and so is there something wrong with questioning no there wasn't anything wrong with questioning I think the thoughtfulness of my mind actually the doubts in my mind and those thoughts in my mind caused me to have a deeper faith. It caused me to align myself more with scripture because that's where I went for my answers. than it did to cause me to walk away. So I I fully think you can have a deconstruction of your faith that can be so healthy. And even in that season of my life, I was able to get rid of some thoughts, preconceived notions I had about God or thoughts and understanding I had about doctrine or theology that I maybe wasn't as scripturally founded as it could have been, and was able to help sharpen my understanding of God a little bit more when I've gone through those challenging seasons.
1: I think the unfortunate thing, too, is for Trish and I, we were part of a young adult ministry, and there's probably... Some people, I don't know for sure. I can't speak to 100%. I, who knows? Maybe some of them listen to us. I have no idea. But unfortunately, some of them may have started to question things because we ended that ministry, right? And they maybe found identity in going to those meetings and things like that, and then they all of a sudden didn't have us. Not that we were their idol, quote-unquote, or anything like that, but maybe they... Because they didn't have us to go to, they didn't know where to go to, if that makes sense. And that's an unfortunate thing. That's on a small scale with us. And again, I can't say a hundred percent people have walked away that, you know, went to that ministry or anything like that. I just know it's something that weighs on my heart sometimes of where are these people now? You know, do they have a strong faith in God or not? I don't know, right? That's a small scale. On a large scale, There's been mega churches that have folded for various reasons. And the hurt that happens there with those members of those churches that believed in the mission of those churches, and maybe things fell apart for various reasons of things happening. And sometimes it's scandal, right? There was no scandal with what we had, but in those ones where there's scandal and the hurt that it causes, and the people that were clinging to that ministry. And then not knowing where to go. And that's sometimes where that demolishing happens because they clung so hard. That's all they knew. And it's just gone. Right?
0: So their foundation wasn't built upon God and in, in scripture and Holy Spirit, right? Their foundation was more built on a community of people that gathered together to talk about things. But it wasn't what what you said earlier, the faith... Their salvation wasn't through faith. Their salvation was through attendance of a church.
1: Right, right. And even, I mean, me growing up, I grew up in a Christian home, right? I went to a Christian school. I mentioned all this before. Now, I I had knowledge. I knew things from learning, right? But I, did I have that personal relationship right away with God? I mean, you'd like to think that I did, you know, at whatever age that I accepted Jesus into my heart, but did I truly have that at that time or was it a process, right, of me praying to God, worshiping God, reading God's word, but then also over time deconstructing my own faith where, okay, I'm being taught this, is this right or not? Like, what do I believe? And the
0: cool thing is is sometimes you think that thought, right? And you actually come back to, yeah, it was right. You know, it wasn't wrong. So deconstruction doesn't mean that you're actually throwing away all the materials, right? It just means you're checking out the materials, you're examining them, you're seeing, is this something that is true? Is this something that is...
1: Well, I I can speak even to this of growing up in more of a non-denominational charismatic church also being around a denomination that was very much about spiritual gifts and very much about the evidence of it being speaking in tongues. That's something that over the years I wrestled with. And it was, you know, when I was being taught about it, it was something that was like, well, am I filled with the Holy Spirit? You know, because I, I, I'm not speaking in tongues, right? Do I have these other gifts? Or can I be filled with the Holy Spirit without speaking in tongues? And then, and yes, I have spoken in tongues since then, but at the time of like, what is this? Right. But, and also going to camps as a teenager and like, how many of the kids next to me were just uh, saying something to say something? even though they really weren't speaking in tongues. That's a doubt that I've had.
0: Right. And then as an adult, they look back and examine that in their life where they were able to act like something, yet weren't really producing the fruit of it, right? How easy it was for them to put on a show. And and that eats away at you, I think, when you're questioning your faith and you're struggling with doubting certain aspects of it or all of it all together, you can think of those scenarios where you are able to manipulate something and you're like, okay, well, well what was that then?
1: Right. What, what is true? What is truly biblical versus what's being taught? So it's, I'm being taught this, but I'm questioning it. So let me kind of pick this apart a little bit and find what I truly believe, you know, that's what we're talking about with deconstruction. So it, it's very much a, you have to be okay with questions right? If you can't question something and find a true answer in your talk, you know, you're praying with God, you're reading his word, and you don't have somebody that you feel you can go to that would be trustworthy to ask this question to, well, if you can't find it in those places, then maybe it is something you need to, you know, maybe take out of what your faith is, right? And build your faith upon something that you can find truth in, in your conversations with God, in reading his word, talking to somebody about it, right? And not just taking whatever's being told to you from a pulpit, from a podcast, (laughs) from a random book, right? I mean, you have to be able to test things. You can't just take it verbatim. Well, that's what they're saying, so it's true. I, I think about it even in... You know, we're trying not to be specific, you know, with certain churches. and and Which is to,
0: something we really wrestled with when we were thinking about this podcast. Is, do try, we want to be specific? Right. And
1: trying to, you know, dig in, you know, not dig, trying to make a dig at somebody. Right. or and we, we don't
0: just wanna, don't want to be that. We don't
1: want to bad mouth. But I will use one specific example. And I can honestly say there's probably things out there that say this person's not a Christian. Some will say he is a Christian. I know he's not a pastor anymore. He's he's a he's a podcaster and he's an author. Okay. But there was a pastor, I'll say his name, Rob Bell, wrote a book called Love Wins. I read it. Trish has not read it.
0: And you read it back when it was
1: I read it when it came out. When it first Maybe came out before it, it really six, hit a hysteria. Probably right before. It was like yeah. right before it really started to dial up. Sold a lot of copies. And a lot of it was about, you know is there really hell, right? And would would a loving God really send all these people to hell? That's a lot of the basis of the book, okay? And I can say I enjoyed the book because it made me question things that I didn't really think about before because, you know, just been taught, yeah, there's heaven, there's hell. And unfortunately, which I think, if I recall, is part of the book, unfortunately... I don't know how much of it goes on now, but I know there was a lot in our generation growing up where you would hear, you know, preaching uh, and and if you don't accept Jesus into your life. You're going to hell. And it was like all negative. Right. It was all a almost a scare tactic for people to say yes to God. Right. Which I don't really agree with in the way that it was presented. And so it made me question things, you know, like, you know, what, what is, you know, what does the word of God say? And, you know, there's various studies about it and I still don't honestly know what I truly, truly, truly believe as far as like, you know, we're all sinners, you know, what's if someone... Never believed in, never declared that they believed in God, but then they do on their deathbed. Are they really going to heaven or not? Like you know, there's so many questions like that.
0: That whole saving (laughs) faith, right? Do they really believe it? Is it a faith? Only God knows our heart.
1: Right. So it it's so. To me, it was a good book because it caused a lot of people to start asking questions.
0: And and questions are so good because questions can be a springboard into your faith. It can be a springboard into finding answers. But what happens is some people use questions as a, a chance to kind of just walk away from it. Like, yeah, I have that question and I don't want to find out the answer. And so they use it to walk away. And I, I am like Thaddeus... I, and probably more so than Thaddeus, I love to listen to various teachers and, and read various books and listen to various podcasts and watch sermons online. And I'm a consumer of the word of God. I love to, to consume the word of God, but the Bible does warn about us always learning and never coming to the knowledge of truth. Like when we're just at that point where we're just taking in wisdom when we're just taking it out or we're just taking in knowledge and we're just always learning but we're never really coming to that knowledge of truth the bible warns against that And it also says that well here's the, here's the problem i think it's fine to be like that i am myself like that i'm a consumer of content i love to listen to various things it just it is. it's probably i'm a nerd it's probably one of my favorite things to do in my free time
1: but you don't just take everything and say, oh, that's right." what they're saying is true. Like- right, and
0: here's the thing. The problem we have in our culture and our society is we do have all this great resources at our fingertips. But what happens is when we just take the resources we be- and we don't get in the word of God, we become Bible illiterate. We're just thinking, okay, well, we're having the saving faith. We are searching after God. We're seeking after God. And we're going after his heart, but we're not studying the scriptures to help put in a solid foundation into our faith. And I don't have a problem with me personally consuming content because I'm able to feel, fill it out and see if, is this true? Is this what the word of God says? Is this just another wind of doctrine? Is this Holy Spirit breathed truthfulness? And and here's the thing, when we're studying scriptures, you can read scriptures and you can say, hey, I'm reading this and it makes no sense, or I'm reading this and it just feels like a historical thing. Or you can read it being filled with the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you what it's saying. And John 14 verse 26 says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance of all that I said to you. And so... We can go out into all the world and look for all these great teachers and consume all their content, but really the best teacher we can ever have isn't isn't podcasts, isn't Thaddeus and I isn't any great preacher that you can find out there. Really the best preacher and the best minister you'll ever have is the Holy Spirit. And so it's getting into the Word of God, becoming a learner and a studier of scripture and consuming scripture eating it up allowing the holy spirit to minister to you what the scripture is saying and allowing the holy spirit to give you revelation and understanding of the scripture and then when you're consuming other content all you're doing is you're help solidifying some of that stuff it or helping even open your eyes like there'll be times i'm in church or i'm listening to a podcast or sermon online or something reading a book and i am like really does the bible really say that Right, and then I can I can brush against it, and one of my favorite things to do is like um, cross reference. Like Thaddeus on his phone when we're in church, I I'm brick and mortar. I bring my Bible to church. I I think paperback. Bring your paper Bible to church. That's my personal belief. I love to highlight, love to underline, love to take notes, all that. It's like a little journal, my coloring book, whatever you want to call it. But Thaddeus, he brings his his phone Bible, his New Version Bible. If you don't have it, great resource, free. But he cross-referenced the scriptures. And so I like to sit by him because I like to see what is the cross-reference of that and what does that say?
1: Does, the, the different translations. Yeah,
0: cross, sorry, cross-referencing the different translations because it's good to know that. It's good to see what other scriptures are saying.
1: Circling back here to what I was saying with Rob Bell and Love Wins and, you know, questioning things. I think it was a good thing because it stirred up a lot with people like, they're like wait he's asking these questions is it okay that I ask these questions and on the flip side the the bad part about it was there was a group of leaders that just and maybe in private they had conversations but in public it just seemed like they're like oh he's a heretic you know he he shouldn't be doing that and it's like well No, you should be encouraging people to ask questions, whether they're asking them on their own or they're asking you, like they, they should be asking questions. They shouldn't just be taking whatever, whatever anyone is saying and saying, okay, you know, that's, that, that is more brainwashing and dare I say cultish, you know, where it's, no, don't, no, you can't say that. You can't tell them to question anything, you know, that, and on, I'll say, I mean, some of those leaders, I like some of what they have to say. I didn't like that they said that, you know, like I liked some of the things Rob Bella to say. I don't necessarily like other things he says. And that's where Trish is going with like, she consumes a lot, but doesn't mean that she's like, oh, this person said this. So this is the right answer. You know, it's cross-referencing scripture to what they're saying. And cross-referencing with the Holy Spirit, is this true and good? And is this something that I should be paying attention to or not? And so I think it's okay where even pastors deconstruct, right? They may have certain beliefs that they've stood firm on for a long time. Even big-name pastors, and maybe we'll... As we go into the next episode, we'll leave you, you know, with a little bit, I'm not going to leave a name, but where I know there's a pastor, if you, if you were to go back and watch old sermons or old talks and interviews about his thoughts and feelings about women in ministry to what he preaches about today, I can tell you that Trish wasn't as big as fan, but she still listens to him. <laughs> so it's it's interesting because he's a big name and he's, You know, he's, he's had to make tough decisions as part of different organizations. And he's, he very much is a man of God Mm -hmm. and he very much has deconstructed certain viewpoints he's had. You know who I'm talking about, Trish?
0: Don't say his name.
1: Do you know who I'm talking about, Trish?
0: Yes. (laughs) We're going to edit it out, but I did respond with the name and I got it right. And then Thaddeus is like, wait, we're not saying his name, but I didn't realize that. Anyways, yes, I do know who you're talking about.
1: And we'll and de- I, we'll decide over the next few days before we record again of whether or not we want to share his name because maybe maybe it's worthwhile, right? And maybe it's not. But we need to make sure in our hearts that we feel okay with that or not because
0: When here's the problem, the thing, Thaddeus with saying his name, I respect the guy so much. And do I agree with everything he says about the Bible? No. But do I believe that he's really spent a lot of time in the word of God, like trying to dissect it and examine it and deconstruct it and put it back together and and figure out what he he believes about it? Yeah. But so have I. You know, so I hope that that's where we're all at. I hope that our wrestle is with the scriptures and. We're really trying to do that with the Holy Spirit helping us, trying to figure out what we believe and, and why, and having a thoughtful faith, not a thoughtless faith, not a faith or is, it, is faith even thoughtless? Can that even be two things that can coexist together? I don't even think so. Probably not. I think you you need to have a, a thoughtful faith, a faith that's filled with with wonder and awe of who God is. And I know the Bible says, let the little children come to me. And little children do that unquestionably. So I probably could find scripture to contradict everything I just said about that. But I just want to challenge you guys, get in the word of God. Allow the Holy Spirit to be your helper as you're reading through the word of God. When you read the fullness of scripture, you can find answers to a lot of things. And you can see the heart of God all throughout scripture and who God is and his characteristics that you don't need to like, cherry pick a scripture to prove a point which people do for a lot of things but you can kind of see the essence of who God is all throughout scripture and kind of help evaluate your faith there and so I would not say check out the old keep the new read it all read both the old and the new
1: so to wrap this one up we very much are talking about deconstructing and not trying to lay it out for you of what it is and not just the demolishing of it right there's very much different reasons why people deconstruct. I think that we both think that it's a healthy thing where you can question things in your faith of, why do I believe this? Is this true and is this something firm I should stand on? Or is this something that I need to reevaluate in what I believe is true to God's word and what makes that right for my faith with in Jesus, Right. Versus just taking everything verbatim of what's being told to you. And that goes for whatever you're hearing from us as well, right? You might not agree with everything we say and that's great. You should question it, right?
0: And question it with scripture.
1: Correct. So as we head into the next episode, we're going to continue this conversation around deconstruction and reconstruction of, of what we're doing with our faith after we kind of Re- reevaluate things, I guess is, is the word. So, if you've enjoyed this conversation, we'd love to have you listen again to the next one. Please share this with your friends. If you have questions regarding what we're talking about or just questions in general, feel free to reach out to us at either our email info at fallen short podcast.com you could search for us on social media facebook instagram twitter you should be able to search fallen short podcast and find us you can shoot us a dm or you could comment on our website fallen short podcast.com. go into the episode itself and leave a comment and we will try to get back to you that way even if you have a prayer request same same rules apply So until next time, I'm Thaddeus.
0: And I'm Trish, and we love you guys.
1: currently doing your own podcast or maybe you're aspiring to start one if you are we'd like to encourage you to check out blueberry podcasting for all of your hosting needs we use blueberry today and let me tell you it's it's real slick Uh, works with our website just fine on a plugin so if you use our code fallen short you can get your first month free so you go ahead and click that affiliate image link on our website and get started with your podcast